so I simply could not resist this story. And you will know what I mean just shortly. Well, the story ran in the New York Post. And, you know, simple enough, it looked like a fascinating story that women are decorating their boobs to look like reindeer. What's the headline in the Post? And I thought, what is this all about? And, of course, sure enough, as you look at it, and, of course, this was trending all over social media, but... So there are even clothes manufacturers who've created a custom sweater shirts, if you will, with cutouts so that the lady's boob can be exposed. And I'm telling you, friends, they decorate. If you haven't heard the story, you have you must go research this. Uh, the hashtag is reindeer boob on Twitter, and you'll get all kinds of fabulous imagery uh, of um, the reindeer hoofs. Uh, the the little you know those little wiggly eyes the the eyes wiggle in the little plastic yeah you'll get those and you'll get some sort of a red sequin sort of uh, top for the nose of uh, Rudolph yeah and you'll never guess where that goes. Well, the big question on everyone's mind: it's a gender thing or is it? World peace, religion, sex, money, politics, climate change, big business, big ideas, and big egos. Nothing is off limits. As I'm joined by some of the most accomplished and highly opinionated women from the far left, the far right, and the far reaches of the planet. This is Malcolm Out Loud, and you're listening to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. Well, welcome to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure, Season 2. And i got to tell you, right about now, this feels like Season 8. Uh, and we're only in Season 2, but it is Malcolm Out Loud here. Our co-host today, prepare yourself for a sleigh ride here, friends, because it's going to be quite interesting. We have here joining us from Costa Rica, Shauna Peters is here. She's an inner world explorer and guide, an intuitive natural health practitioner. Taz Thornton is here from the UK, best-selling author, UK's number one inspirational breakthrough speaker, and Missy Crutchfield. She is here from the States, I believe it's in the Tennessee area, co-founder of Gandhi's Bee Magazine and of Gandhi Global Center for Peace. So, we're going to have another global conversation about uh, that, that old Merry Christmas uh, tale, ladies. Uh, what is that song? Let's, let's sing a rendition of that. You, you all have good voices, right? <laughs> R- Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. All right. Well, I'm singing solo here. Again, I'm singing solo, if you can believe that. So, all that right. took me up. Yeah. Well, I, I looked at this. You know, I've heard of them doing things like this where before, like, um, they do it to raise awareness. Uh, like, a, a, you know, you've seen things where they've done that, Missy, like breast cancer. And they've done things for things like that where, you know, they, they um, uh, have a movement kind of thing. I've seen those kind of things. And they kind of go viral. And, and they're interesting. But this one, I'm not sure that this was tied to anything other than, I think it started, or maybe I'm not even sure how it started. It sounded like a practical joke of some sort. But here's what's really fascinating, Missy, and I guess the question I need to ask you three that listeners are dying to know, would you do it? Would you wear a sweater, shirt, top, what have you, and expose your breast? And by the way, it's not just the women doing this. I researched this, and the men are doing it as well. But of course, you know, 
in pop culture, the men can sort of quasi get away with it, maybe, <laughs> they say. The women, not so much, maybe. And there's something about those body parts that we've sort of, uh, we, we sort of branded, uh, I think. But um, uh, it, it is all strange to me, ladies, how we've decided as a human race which body parts should not be exposed. Think about how silly that is for a moment, you know? We, we sort of think about with certain body parts we cannot expose. Now, this wasn't like in the Bible or in the New Testament or the Old like, you, you shall vow not expose X. Missy, was it? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Uh, I mean, I don't think know. about it, though. I think, I think of weird things like that, Missy. Come on, come on. You, I, can, you, can, you can make a lot of uh, assumptions and, and you can turn those words into a lot of things as, as we know through, through the years, but I'm not sure reindeer boobs... Or the, the the penis socks. Now you've seen some of those photos. <laughs> holidays. Oh. Well, what about what about going to a boob party or a penis party? Would you would you and, be interested in that? No, no, no. And and I was kind of hoping we were going to talk about cultural tattoos and piercing and different. And take the fun right out of it, right? Sure, sure. You want to get sensible right out of the gate? Can't we save that for segment two, Missy Crutchfield? I mean, come on, come on. All right. Well, I'm all for caroling and 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 holiday singing and Christmas festivities, but I I, I think the reindeer boobs are a bit much. But to each his own or her own. All right. Well, let, let's <laughs> now let, we're going to do a survey here. So okay. So you you think it's a bit much? Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Let me go to our, our dear esteemed colleague in Costa Rica, um, Shauna Peters. <laughs> and Shauna, is this too much, or would you do this, love? Oh man, um, it's probably. I don't know. I think it's kind of fun. I think it's a bit of a revolution toward the fact that, you know, especially in the United States and Canada, breasts are only supposed to be, you know, up on a big billboard or in a magazine for someone else's pleasure. I think it's a bit of a revolution toward that. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure it's something I would go out and do, but... I don't know. I think it's kind of a fun well, revolution. I'll tell you this, Shauna. I, I, I bet you this, and I bet your husband might agree with me. We give you a couple of martinis and a, and a high-speed dance, <laughs> and I bet you we can get you right away with a sweater on with a reindeer attached to you. Huh? <laughs> it's amazing you'll, what you'll do with a couple of holiday drinks and a, and a bit of that eggnog. Now, the, the, the moment everybody on this show is waiting for right now, where we go to our... A very interesting esteemed colleague in the UK, Ms. Tess. <laughs> and I saved you for last, love, intentionally so. So, okay, okay, my wild child. So, would you go to the party with the reindeer boob exposed? Well, you know, I thought about it, Malcolm, but there's two points here that are, no pun intended, that are making me think twice. <laughs> Firstly, if I did that, took my bra off and did that, it would look like my reindeer was grazing. And secondly, <laughs> it's cold out there. Rudolph would look like Pinocchio. Oh, I see. So, have it now. What if it was in a warm environment? Now, what what if it was you know, everything was very toasty and the marshmallows there? Would would that work or no? Still no. I, Come I'd visit still, me, Taz. Yeah, I'd, I'd still be worrying that Rudolph would graze his nose a bit. You know. It's, <laughs> Seriously, I've got nothing against it. It's it's a bit of fun, isn't it? And and realistically, we're not actually showing anything. I mean, let's be honest here. When it comes to, to showing breasts, the bits that people get really upset about are the nipples. And there's a big sparkly nose over that. So is it hurting anything? No, it's a bit of titillation yeah, ah, that's what they call that? it yeah that's what the, that's what the article says titillation exactly in fact when you said you had two points i thought you kind of blew it you should have said you had t- you had two tips <laughs> so, it, it just looks 
Cold. It looks cold. cold. Oh, come on. Cold. <laughs> well, let me tell you. If there was a, like you say, an equal opportunity, as you mentioned, uh, opening up Missy about, you know, would you go to a penis party where they're dressed with socks or something like that or whatever the hell they do, right? Um, versus um, uh, the, this women's thing with the, with the boob exposed thing. It depends what you're trying to accomplish with it, I guess. In other words, you all have to admit, sometimes there are things that are done in fun or in jest uh, to raise awareness. You know, sometimes you need just a little bit of a twist on something to get um, it to go viral and to get a bit of exposure, uh, pun intended. <laughs> so, uh, and if you need a bit of exposure, but as you say, Taz Thornton, what is really being revealed here? A little bit of skin, like you haven't seen that before? Because here's what's yeah. happening, friends. The red sequin little nose of the reindeer go on to the nipple itself. So that is the exposed part of what you say. And so then, is it clean fun? But, but can you imagine, now, if you put that hashtag in Twitter, you'll get more than you bargained for. And when you do that, exactly, I'm wondering, you know what I'm thinking, ladies, is, okay, so... So mom is out for an evening uh, party. She has a couple of martinis, a bit of an eggnog or two, and she's out there with the exposed reindeer at the party in the neighborhood. Okay? All right. Mm -hmm. And she comes home, uh, you know, feeling pretty good about her reindeer. And um, it, was, uh, it, it was all the things you described, all the adjectives you ladies used. <laughs> but now suddenly when she arrives into the house, the kids never went to sleep and they're up. And they come down the stairs as she walks in with the exposed reindeer nipple sort of uh, deal. And she's got a look of shock on her face like, <gasps> she did not expect the kids to be up. And now the reindeer is really exposed and she's exposed. What happens, ladies? What happens in that scene? Well, they all have a good giggle and they all are quite comfortable with seeing each other's bodies. And then they all go to bed and get up the next day for Christmas. Simple. Yeah. I think my daughter would actually think that was pretty awesome if I came home like that. Wow. <laughs> Missy, would she really would she really think you're awesome? Yeah. Well, I, I just I remember when I uh gosh, my son was about seven and What would your son I, say? What would your son say, Missy? And he I mean, would go, mother, stop it, cut Mom, up. your your boob is exposed I, and I know. I, I had gotten a tattoo of Fleur de Lis on, uh, you know, your lower lower back, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was walking around in underwear and bra. He's seven years old. You know, they don't kids don't pay attention to you. But he looks over and he's like, Mom, you got a tattoo. Well, it was a Fleur de Lis and I had to think fast. So I told him it was my secret membership in the Boy Scouts. So you, you have to think fast. <laughs> a secret membership. It's a wonder poor James is so, come on, what you've done to this boy. I cannot believe it. But I was in a dance contest and had a little skimpy little outfit dancing around and uh at, and the, the back was completely cut out and he ran out when all of the contestants from the dance contest it was to support nonprofit work in women's shelter hey. the domestic violence shelter and he ran out when my back was turned because he thought that i my outfit had dropped and it's like and he, he ran out with a big uh, like blanket or something maybe a tablecloth and covered me up he's like mom you're naked and i said no honey I'm not. so you know it could be traumatic for children well I, it uh, can be traumatic and you you, you just gave me a, a really big traumatic memory in my mind, Missy Crutchfield. And I think I was about nine, maybe nine, ten years old. So pretty young lad, right? Okay. And I had, uh, you know, the blonde here to the side and looked like a spunky little kid, you know. 
And I remember I'd never, see, I'd never seen a boob in my life, didn't know what they were or anything else. And I walk into the hallway of the bedroom, and my mom, who did not know I was in the hallway, walked out into the hallway with no shirt on. to say the least the look on her face and i just looked and i thought oh my god she must be sick she's got a disease there of some sort i don't know what's going on well you know this is interesting and we have the ladies for that aren't aren't living in or from america and because outside of america the feelings are completely different about nudity on beaches and otherwise and seems like in america we are a little uptight about it what do you what do you say ladies yeah, I definitely agree. Um, in one of the modalities I use in my work, there is a class that is done in the nude. And um, even the difference between Canada and the United States, the class is offered so regularly in Canada. And it's like once a year. And how many more people are there in the United States than Canada, right? Um, so the class just hardly ever happens there because nobody will take it. So there's definitely a skittishness about bodies that's and I think even Canada is much more skittish than um, the Europeans but Taz maybe you could uh, comment on that I don't know you know I think it all comes down to intention I mean I've got a few friends who are naturists and you know I don't have a problem with that but it doesn't float my boat at all in terms of what the uh, outlook is like you know lots of people will will go to parts of Europe and, and go to you know the the go and sunbathe topless and not something I've ever done except for, you know, in a condo with, with pals around the pool, but whatever floats your boat in terms of workshops when you, where you get naked. Again, for me, it's all down to intention. So there's, there's a workshop I know that runs where, where people run their version of a, of a sweat. You know, it's not native people running it. So for me, I have some issues in terms of whether that's actually a sweat lodge and whether the intention's right for that. But that's kind of done in an empowerment context, and that's where they encourage nakedness in that. And I personally don't like that because it feels like a, yeah, let's see if you're big enough and brave enough to get your kit off. That, for me, seems like the intention is wrong. If it's a case of encouraging body positivity and getting people to feel comfortable with the skin that they're in, that's one thing. If it's a, how many of you dare do this, that's something different. It's all about the intention. And on on that note, thank you, Ted. And on, on, Taz, on that note... Um, you know, it's it's interesting how in our movies, you know, rarely do you see a movie where there's not a boob shot or something. Yeah. I mean, you know, people want that, and 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 combined with that is all the violence. But yet, if you take a mother that wants to breastfeed her child in public, oh, there's yeah. an enormous mm-hmm. amount of scrutiny. It's ridiculous. It makes me very uh, upset. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a member yes. of a few different business networking groups, and there was a thread in one of the groups on Facebook only a year or so back where somebody had just said. Is it acceptable now to breastfeed in public? They hadn't expressed any opinion either way, just asked the question. And the thread went absolutely ballistic. Right. I mean, it's so crazy. And again, really, the the, the the bit that people tend to take offense of most of the time, that's going to be covered up by the baby. You know, what's right. the big deal? <laughs> right. And, yeah, and it's, they almost so, get violent. This is the healthiest thing you could do for your baby. But you yeah. know, we, we don't say anything about the movies and all the the violence on TV. And then, the, but but God forbid you want to do the right thing by your child and and ultimately yeah. your future and your community. And you know. So so Missy, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm trying to follow. You. So you you are opposed to breastfeeding, or are you are oh, you are good. With I am completely for it. I'm I'm an advocate okay. for breastfeeding. Okay. Yes, okay. yes. Okay. All right. For it. So so you are and you have no problem with women doing that in public, yeah? I I think it should be encouraged i i I, yes wow Wow. yeah definitely it's definitely you know i was actually just in panama last week and there's a much higher percent 
of um, big shopping malls there. And um, uh, there's women feeding in the mall as they're walking around shopping. And, and where's this, Shauna? Oh, I was in Panama. And that's a common thing to see in Costa Rica, too, as women are walking around doing their everyday activities. Um, it just happens out in the street everywhere you are. Shop owners, you know, you can walk up to the till and buy something and she'll be feeding her we child and it's problem. just completely natural here. Yeah, the only problem with all of this, ladies, is I know you, you're all very much pro that and okay that, but the, the reason some people get upset about it, I think, uh, not to speak for everybody, but what I gather is from having looked at these stories is that some people do it just for the sport of it. And they'll do it at the most awkward moment, like you're in a restaurant having dinner. And all of a sudden, the lady in the booth next door for you whips out her breast and she begins to, you know, the kid begins to, uh, you know, eat off of her breast. Right, so the kid's I'm, having dinner at the same time. Okay. Right. Sure, I guess the kid's having dinner. But some people don't, that freaks some people out. I mean, But don't but, we need to look at why? I mean, isn't this just because things yeah. have become overly sexualized when well, in fact it's it the doesn't same need to be? Why, yeah, but Taz, it's the same reason why people don't walk around with reindeers hanging off their boobs. Same reason why you all are not they so do. comfortable with that. They yeah, are. But you all are not comfortable <laughs> with that. Come on. I'm not so young that I'd fit that, that my boobs would take a reindeer and look so good these days, Malcolm. I, mean, I like them, you know, I'm, I quite like my boobs, but would I want to go out with a reindeer stuck to them? No, I'm just. Not, huh? Maybe yeah. back in the day, a few years back, yeah, maybe I would have done. Maybe if I was in a, in a party with lots of gal pals, then yeah, maybe I still well, would. Well, that's it's, the yeah. point right there. I, I, imagine how interesting that party would be uh, with the reindeer party. Uh, it, very socially, very, very classy, very stylish. You know, another thing that fits this phenomenon we're speaking about today, and I'm glad you bring up the, the breastfeeding uh, part of this because it's something to really think about. Uh, and I know you say it's... Uh, see, I don't necessarily agree with you all that any situation or any application, it's perfectly good to breastfeed your child. I think in a restaurant or something, I, I just don't see where that is dinner. And you say, well, that's, I, see, again, talk, call me whatever, but now going to a party with reindeers, I'm all over that one. That one I would be on, no problem. But but seeing women throughout the restaurant breastfeeding their kids in the booths, I, I don't. I just don't because see where that is. What if there's a reindeer boob in the booth? Is that okay? Yeah. If, if they're in the restaurant, you mean? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, no, not, well, again, no, there's a place and time. No, that's my point, Taz Thornton. Okay. There's a place and time for everything, okay? That's well, all I'm saying. And Malcolm. having dinner, yeah, and watching reindeer run around with ladies' breasts or ch child's uh, children hanging off the breast. I, I just don't see where that is. I, I want to eat that while I'm eating. But the eating. interesting point hit there is there's a time and a place for everything, everything. but who is determining when the time and the place is? I yeah, am. This is I'm what's creating. Right here, isn't that, it? This is where, I am. This is where all determined. the judgment just, comes in and all the arguments because who uh, in the hell are making the rules? And we've all got a different idea about what's right and what's wrong. Right. I know. We I have. We, we have, by the way, when you're in that restaurant, look look around you and you'll see any number of, of women wearing extremely low cut, uh, scantily, yeah. whatever. We have we have prioritized sex and violence over bonding with our children and taking care of our families and community. We've got to start normalizing, taking care of, you, you know, relationships, one-on-one -on -one conversations, getting away from being addicted to your phones, bonding with your children, breastfeeding. We've got to start putting a priority on this or this is just violence and the, what's happening in the world is going to keep downward spiraling. I've never seen a mother do, do breastfeed her baby in intentionally trying to show off it, but not that it doesn't happen, I'm sure, because oh, you're going to see anything happen. you want to look at. Seen, oh, but, yeah, no, no, no. But I see women with 
But I, when we normalize it, Malcolm, no, 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 no. you to pay attention. Just like when that girl comes in, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe what she had. But whatever, I'm not going to give her energy. I'm not going to pay attention to it. What if, if a woman wants to flip out her breast, that's fine. It's well, a breast. Listen, I'm perfectly, uh, it's not even about what you, what I or you think, but it's the children that are with you. They're, they're not going to turn the other way. Let, let, let's be real, Missy. I mean, if your kids are in the booth having dinner, and the lady next door whips out her breast. And says, I mean, the kids are not going to turn away. I mean, they're going to watch what's going on. Well, you don't I mean, think there's I would hope things that are not going to be on their phones? What's that? I mean, they're, they're, they can dig up any number of sexual things. They're already seeing it on yeah, their phones. Yeah, but phone. searching on your phone for something is one thing. Sitting and having a, a nice piece of filet mignon, which I know you do regularly, Missy Crutchfield. No, I'm vegan. At a I'm restaurant. Vegan. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that. What's that song go? Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Let's, I'm uh, all breast milk, but I'm vegan. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's, we're, 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 we're just, this is already uh, hysterical. The conversations are flowing freely. This is, this is a good holiday conversation we're having here. Uh, let, let's, let's take a quick moment to gain our composure. I have a few thoughts. I want to talk about <laughs> body painting ahead as well. I got to tell yeah. you about that. I was in a room one time with about, hmm, about 350 naked people. Wow. Mm -hmm. What a sight to behold. I'll give you that right on the other side. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. So we are talking about Grandma getting run over by a reindeer. Well, that is an interesting song, friends. That's, I never, you know, that song when that came out when I was a lad, I thought, what does that really mean? Does grandma getting run over by deer? Well, we're talking about reindeer today, and we're talking about reindeers, your your boobs painted as a reindeer. I'm not making this stuff up. Listen, this is a legitimate story, people. This It was in the New York Post. Has to be legitimate, right? <laughs> and uh, it's that uh, the hashtag is reindeer boob, and it's women that were, um, I don't know that they were raising awareness for anything. I haven't seen that in the story anywhere, other than raising awareness that they have breasts. <laughs> and they were dressing them up as reindeer with the with the googly eyes the, the eyes that move around and the red sequin thing on the nipple of the breast and the reindeer hoofs and all that uh interesting so we asked the ladies would they kind of do that and i think pretty much everybody said probably not not really <laughs> tasteful um taz says hers would be grazing along with uh, you know the antlers there on the on the crowd or something taz you are too much girl um but uh you know just putting it all out there right ladies um Interesting thing, we've had this conversation about breastfeeding, though, that Missy uh, brings up, and it's fascinating. But I want to tell you this story that I was in a room one time, ladies, with about 350 naked people. No, 
know. What were you doing there? Well, that, That's well, a lot of naked folk. What's that? <laughs> That's a lot of naked folk. That's a lot of naked folk. I was in waiting. South, for... we, in the South, we say naked. Naked, naked. naked. Yeah. It's really nasty. It's naked. You uh, go from naked to well, naked. Well, I was waiting for someone to ask the question. Sean asked, what was I doing there? Well, I was judging a contest. Now, what was I doing judging? It was body painting, Shauna. Body oh, painting. beautiful. Yeah. And you know what? It was amazing. And you, there really was no nakedness going on because you couldn't see anything. You understand? Yeah. Isn't that wild? Huh? You know? Yeah. I mean, you, you have all these naked people, but really nobody's really naked, you know? And it's all sort of, but they're all body painting. Now, body painting is a fascinating art, ladies. Have you ever seen it in live and body painting? Yeah, it's, it's um, really beautiful. It can be really beautifully done. It's amazing. It is really, mm -hmm. really amazing. Now, again, who's the kind of person that would go to a, a body painting party? Say that fast three times, ladies. Body painting party, body painting party, body painting party. Would anybody be interested in going to a, a gathering like that where they're painting the bar bodies and stuff, which is a form of art, I guess, like going to the theater one yeah. particular evening. Would yeah. you go to that? Would you go to that? I definitely would. Yeah, I would be painted. That would be fun. You would do it that? Would I, I totally would. I think that'd be amazing. Yeah. I think you'd go to the reindeer party too, Shauna Peters. I, really <laughs> I, I might, just, you know. You would. You're just putting on ears today because Taz and Missy are here. That's all. You just want to say, I got to act like one of the girls here. You know? But I know you would. I know. Uh, Missy, would you, what would, would you uh, uh, go to this party, this uh, gathering? Oh, I would definitely go. It's it's art. It's beautiful. It would be amazing to see and 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 photograph. I'd love to do a story on it on B Magazine. Yes, yeah. Well, I judge. I judged this thing, and it was interesting judging it. And you you really felt pretty cool because you know you were the judge. You know, I was like one of three judges. You know, we judged all the competition and stuff. Taz, what about you? You would go to that party, wouldn't you, or that gathering? I don't see why not. I mean, a, a dear friend of mine, we, we lost her a couple of years back now, but she used to specialize in, in painting pregnant women's bellies, and that, mm. it was beautiful. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, this, this um, uh, reindeer phenomenon is all about, really, how much is too much. And, Missy, you mentioned the cultural shift, which is, you know, what we're part of the conversation today I want to talk about because yeah. often um, this is the more elevated part of this conversation which Missy has been waiting for uh, very patiently by the way to say when is Malcolm going to get over the reindeer conversation she's just <laughs> dying to know that you know that Taz Shana. come on Clap. oh yeah, yeah. Hey, I've been waiting for this bit too this is going to be good you, you she's already she got annoyed with me after the first five uh, minutes there you know I was like alright we got it we got it move it along you can only talk about reindeer boobs for so long Malcolm yeah yeah, that's what you say. I can talk about it all day long. I think it's Just move him on before he starts talking about Santa's sack. Come on. Oh, well, that would be another interesting party, wouldn't it now? Uh, Taz? I don't uh, know would... if I'd call that one interesting, actually. Yeah, that depends, I guess. It, baby. Some of them would have really heavy sex there, too, by the way, and some oh, maybe not so much. Well, well, let's move yeah. this conversation to a more higher esteem. <laughs> I love this. I, do, I knew this was going to be a wild conversation. All right. So the cultural shift, you're right, Missy, when you say earlier that, well, there's this, I, I, you know, I, I'm assuming most people realize that eh, Americans are a little stuffy sometimes. They're not, mm -hmm. um, they don't really take to the, um, this kind of 
body exposure kind of thing. There's another thing I, I go to, which is a a, um, a, a a nude painting thing every year. They paint it some, some sort of a, um, this is art and stuff, and they do it, again, tastefully. There's nothing grotesque or pornographic there. You know, I don't condone that stuff. That's not what I'm talking about here. But it's an art group where they've taken, um, again, the body like you would represent it, Missy, being tasteful and artful and so on and so forth, yeah. you know? And um, and they show various art pieces, and it's it's well done. Um, it's uh, some sort of a nudie art painting picture thing for uh, they, they do every year. But I, I find these things fascinating in the cultural. But again, I find if you compare what you were saying, Sean, earlier about Canadians, and I'm trying to understand now, you, it, it, Canadians are not as as tight tightly wound as Americans in this topic, are they, or are they? No, I think there's a much higher acceptance for it and discussion of it, we hold definitely, I mean, a stronger tie to Europe. And um, I think that's, and also, you know, we have Quebec, um, the French speaking portion of our country where um, it's even much more acceptable than in the English speaking portions of the country for, you know, um, nudity and body acceptance. Sean, I got to ask you something. When you just called it, if I heard your accent properly, I think you refer to it as Quebec. Is that correct? Quebec. Quebec. Yeah, that's how. Uh, uh, is that how you say it up there in the homeland? Quebec? Uh, I'm going to say that's how I say it. And that's probably my best effort at, you know, <laughs> recreating how they would say it. And I would say, um, talk to a French speaking person for the, for the real deal. <laughs> that's so my best say, version. So when we say, <laughs> when we call it Quebec, we're not speaking properly, obviously, right? Uh, no, it, it's more commonly said Quebec. Quebec. So you don't hit, you don't really hear the cue then. I didn't, I, I haven't paid attention to really know that. Okay. It's good. I've, I've been informed today and I feel better educated because of this <laughs> conversation we're having so we want to refer to that as Quebec then okay so that way it's it's good but I got a lot of interesting Canadian stories I'll tell you one time we got to talk Shauna uh, that sounds good yeah Canadians are, a, are an odd breed actually <laughs> <laughs> but talk it's about, cold it's cold up there yeah, it <laughs> you is gotta, cold I know you know you can entertain yourself when the snow is falling that's what I understand <laughs> with reindeer and all um, but, you know, our, our co-host Jenna is also from what part of Canada is she from do you remember she's our, from southern Ontario okay so yeah so she's from when you say southern is that the warm part of Canada <laughs> well, well, let's put that in quotations. Yes. Exactly, exactly. All right, so compare that, Taz, to the one thing we always think about when we think about Europe and those areas is that, like, the French and, and, and I don't know. Listen, I, actually, I'm not even sure of this. I mean, I know there are a lot of cultures in Europe that are much more relaxed with nudity, but I don't think that's the same in the UK. Is it, Taz? I think you guys are a little more uptight still, aren't you? Oh, we've all got sticks up our backsides over here. Seriously. I thought so. <laughs> Oh, stiff upper lip things. Terrible. So, so that is the case, then. So it's not really like a lot of other the rest of Europe, then, where it's more casual and they're like, okay, so you that's what. So now you know why we're screwed up over here because we got it from you people. Uh, yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, I apologize on behalf of the British people. (laughs) Well, that's it. We're a byproduct of you. We're another experiment of you you people. And so this is why we're so messed up here. And and so you are the root cause of everything that is wrong here in the States here, Taz. (laughs) Which is probably why I don't fit very well in the UK. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. So this whole cultural thing then. So what do you think about nudie beaches and nudie... And and again, Missy, in your world of wanting to be... Uh, you know, 
um, comfortable and natural and beautiful. And is this good? Like, would you go to a nudie beach and is this acceptable? And, and, I want, and I'm wondering, too, do perverts hang out at the nudie beaches? You're going to find perverts everywhere, Malcolm. Would I, would I go? I mean, I don't think I'd intentionally go to a quote-unquote nude beach. I think I would, I, would, I would definitely go to beaches where there was nudity. I don't want to make, you know, a trip just to go someplace where it's, you know, required or expected to be nude. I want to do what I feel like doing. But I've been in many beaches in Europe and just thought it was wonderful, the, the freeness and openness and uh, not uptightness about, you know, not wearing a, a shirt, a bathing suit top or whatever i just and nobody paid any attention to it i thought it was wonderful and very um very freeing well a lot of this always comes back to the way we're raised as kids as we're raised as children i mean it's really yeah. all how right what's acceptable and what's not acceptable right it's like i often think ladies about who says certain words are bad like who made that rule up like when it all started you know did, did adam and eve look at each other and say well this is the list of dirty <laughs> words you should not say yeah. I mean, where does this come from? It is the I, I think about this now. I think about a lot of stuff that other people may not think about, but I think about that often. I see, like, why are these dirty words? Like, why are they dirty words? Like, yeah. you know, I've had that. Yeah, I've exactly. had that conversation so many times over here because a lot okay. of the words that we see as being offensive, if you look at the root of that word, right. It shouldn't be. I mean, you know, I'm not right. going to start saying them on air, but if you look at the C word and look at the etymology of that word, right. there's no way that should be a bad word. But then again, it's the intention, isn't it? You know, I've I've frequently said, you, you if you put enough inflection behind it, you could call somebody a teapot and make it sound bad. It's not about the right. word or the right. meaning. Well, Taz, I have a question for you. Is the F word, is it fornication? Did, it, did its origin fornication under consent of the king? Is that where it came from? Uh, I was, I'm not sure yeah. about the F word, but again, I don't see that as being a particularly bad word either, if you look right. at the meaning. Right. It's reproduction, isn't it, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I read I a little article that. about why the F word came to be, you know, the word that was the dirty word. And a lot of it seemed to have to do with the, the fact that it had an F sound and a K sound in it. So they're the stronger sounds. There was a whole list yeah. of words yeah. sort of, and that one became the one that was quote unquote, the dirty word. But, you know, in my house, we just talk about words have power and some mm. words are yeah. have a stronger power and that might just be societal. And so yeah. wait till you are older to use some of those words because then you will understand them in their context better. But there's no such thing as a dirty word at my house. That's good. Really? We've said the same thing in terms of it's the sound of the word. But in that case, you know, cook should be a terrible word, shouldn't it? You know, <laughs> That's my point, Taz. Just using the word for the sake of it isn't funny, it's not big, and it's not clever. Yeah, I remember, I remember being at a secondary school. So I would have been, what, somewhere between, say, 12 and 14. Right. And I was in a humanities lesson and we were about to watch a, uh, a, a documentary and it was about some of the work that was being done out in Ethiopia, I believe. And I remember our teacher sitting and giving the class this talk to tell us that the word shit was used in this documentary and talking to us about the, the proper use of the word and that because it was used in its proper way, that was okay and it stopped becoming a swear right, word. Right. And that, was, that was, you know, at that age to be exposed to that kind of understanding right. rather than just, oh, look, they just said a bad word. Well, you know, that was really useful. You know, you're right. There are words that can be said on radio even, and and, and I'm talking about just terrestrial AMFM with the FCC that are totally uh, uh, okay, uh, Missy, if you use them 
In other words, what I'm saying is certain words, if used in the context of what Taz was just describing, uh, in not in a pornographic derogatory mode, actually change mm-hmm. the whole meaning of them and can actually fly. You understand? Yeah. 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 Because there were seven, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That you that were could get you in trouble with FCC said there were seven words. The seven words. That's right, Miss. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And and certainly the the F bomb is the biggest one on that list, clearly, you know. But you know, yeah. oddly enough, they, they there's certain words they don't like or ha- have, but yet other words they they do. They they yeah. like a different version of that. Like they let you say, you know, whatever. They let's say ass or rear or this that, but you can't say other. It's very weird. I, I again, what I'm asking is who who plays God, judge, and jury on all this? I, I still can't get an answer of who in society. What I'm trying to find out, ladies, is where between Adam and Eve and when the pilgrims landed and to today's life, where, where did, who came up with the rules of the road of what words are bad? Well, actually, if you look that up, there are some fairly clear lines in terms of when some of these words started to become seen as quote-unquote bad words. So again, if you look at the C word, for instance, you know, this it's difficult to prove this, but there are lots of theories that if you look at the etymology of that word, it once referred to, you know, what would have been a village wise woman or an elder or a warrior woman, a wise woman. Of course, then when, yeah, so then when the church, capital T, capital C came in and were trying to convert people away from the old ways and make them conform, it's a way of stripping away the power to suddenly start turning that word that referred to, to a person of power into something that is derogatory, okay. it's another way of bringing us into line. And I suspect that there will be mm-hmm. similar lines if we track back properly around mm-hmm. a lot of these words, which will be why so many of them have to do with reproduction. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the females. Yes. The, I mean, there's so many more women. derogatory yeah. words for women than there are yeah. for men. And and yeah. I think, yeah, I'd never heard that, Taz. I'm so glad you shared that. I didn't know um, that that's really good I've to no know. I have no idea how true it is. I mean, I've read it online, so, well, you know. <laughs> so if I come on the show and call you all that on any particular show, it would be a compliment then, Taz? I've, I frequently use it as a compliment. In fact, I, I, I encourage people to use it in its proper term. Yes, wow. I am a I am a proud C word. You are a girl out of my own. <laughs> and let's tell listeners now what you mean by that. The word she's speaking about is clairvoyant. That's right. <laughs> let's pause right there. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Out Loud Perspective awaits you in life, love, politics, a healthy lifestyle, your faith, personal development and living an out loud life on americaoutloud.com glitcher news and entertainment network where you can listen 24 7 on our free apps on both android and apple welcome to the new era in communications america out loud talk radio We are back. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of reindeer. We are in search of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. We cannot find him, but we are looking for him at this holiday time. You know, we were talking earlier, though, Malcolm, about all of these things from from boob, reindeer boobs and socks. There you for go again to and all, the show right? in the gutter, Missy Crutchfield. I mean, we just got over that. But this are, these are, I think these are symptoms of Western society kind of out of touch and, 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 and what we really are seeking, and this is also bubbling up globally, is with the increased piercings and tattoos and other things, I think people are seeking deeper ties with indigenous cultures, with yes. our Native American cultures, with mm-hmm. a 
the the um you know and and all the different different countries in Peru with the sham with the you know the practices in Africa with the piercing and the different things that happens in the tribal I mean people seek community they have these practices that go back to you know primitive times or whatever that were to protect them to keep the community to 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 keep the tribe safe and all of these things so it's it's interesting how that and then the wisdom that comes from that and so we may be very advanced in Western society and culture but we're missing so much in technology but we're missing so much of the what really feeds the human spirit and that's trauma yeah Yeah, Yeah, missing absolutely and the other thing that makes me a little bit sad on that point i don't know if it's the same over here but you know we we mentioned shamans just when you were speaking and there's so much debate over where that particular spiritual path came comes from Mm. and we know we know where it started we know we know about um you know uh, Siberia and we know that it's practiced in different parts of the world but over here in the UK when somebody feels the calling for something like shamanism rather than scratching the surface of our own lands we immediately look to where it's most visible where the media has made it most visible and mm-hmm. we go swipe credit mm-hmm. card here and we don't right. spend the time actually getting mm-hmm. to the spiritual roots of our own lands Excellent. and I think yeah. that's really sad. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I have a friend who's a chaplain. Uh, She lives in Canada still. And that's what she said um, to me recently, like in people's final moments, more and more, they're asking for guidance that comes from very traditional indigenous sources. You know, even people who would have been raised in the church and it's not necessarily turning away from that. But they are wanting that deeper wisdom, the wisdom that's connected to Mother Earth, to yeah. to nature, to the seasons, to the cycles. And they're just recognizing that in their bodies and, and asking yeah. for that. And I think it's yeah. really beautiful because she and the other chaplains just really are embracing that and, and offering beautiful. that to the people there. Yeah, That mm-hmm. is so refreshing because isn't this really just about the line again between spirituality and religion? Yes. And so mm-hmm. many of our organized religious groups, for me... So many of them have lost touch with spirituality. It's all about the dogma rather than the seeking and the heart wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Control. Maintaining the power and the control yeah. because yeah. they don't want to give it up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which brings us right back to some of the judgments we've been talking about earlier. And that brings it back to, to your point on, on tattoos and piercings as well, Missy, because look at, look at the way our um, – our opinions have changed towards tattooing, for instance, over the past X amount of years. Yeah, I mean it's crazy now. You know, we've been. I personally, I I have quite a few. I was counting up earlier. I have fourteen. Actually, I have less now because some of them have joined up. But I, I remember <laughs> when I was younger. You know, somebody we knew suddenly getting some tattoos, and me with the rest of our family sitting in judgment because you know only. Only women of the street get tattoos. That kind of, and, you know, then, then I had my own kind of spiritual awakening, if you like. And every every piece of ink I have on my body is is custom designed. And it's all to do with some deep spiritual yes. um, experience of my own. And, you know, people will think, well, well, people only have tattoos if they want to be seen to be different, to stand out from the crowd. It's not about that for me. Every one of mine is either in a place that I can cover up or that people wouldn't notice it because they're for me. That's my... Right. anchor into a mm-hmm. place of power of belonging into my own power and I again I use that word power hyphen full as in being filled with power rather than powerful and power over empowered so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah we're moving we're moving full circle aren't we away from control mm-hmm. and back into 
seeking a way that we can feel whole and feel that we are belong and that, that we belong and and get back into that place of acknowledging that that everything is connected and that we are part of a cycle yes yeah. and the, the mother earth energy the the feminine spirit is awakening in in men and women around the yeah. planet it's it's just it's a very exciting time now yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm hoping that one of the evolutions that will come out of that and that we in in North America will learn how to um, create markings on our body that are more healthy for us you know um, because a lot of what we're doing right now it's very toxic Um, so I hope that that can be part of the evolution and I do believe that will uh, it will as people want this more and more um, that you know we will find healthier and healthier ways to do that so that we're caring for our body in all way as long and as well as uh self-expression absolutely absolutely i mean to just flip back to a way that it's becoming unhealthy here's me in judgment i guess i flicked on tv last week i'm not sure if it was on mtv but one one of the kind of those kind of channels there was this, there was a show on there where, where where two friends were coming onto the show and choosing the worst tattoo they could get for their friend and having them tattooed blindfolded and then they both had the big reveal at the end and looked at looked at the markings their their friend had chosen for them and of course it was breaking these friendships apart and if we're if we're also now turning it into such titillation that we are allowing people to put yeah. hideous quote yeah. unquote permanent marks on our body for the chance of our, our you know three minutes of fame then that's going the other way too. We've, we've lost all balance again. This is the, the, the point we keep coming back to on these shows, that we've lost our sense of balance, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Francis Ford Coppola in the 1980s did a, a film was amazing, uh, and it was based on Hopi tradition, Life Out of Balance, called Koyana Skotsky. Uh-huh. And it was incredible. It looked at... Um, no, no dialogue whatsoever, and it just and, it, the, and the film started speeding up, and it looked at geography and and culture and uh, co- in, moving into contemporary times, and you go from seeing beautiful geography and kind of where indigenous peoples would be hundreds of years ago to fast, fast society and escalators and elevators mm-hmm. and people moving, 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 and the whole point of it really when when you when you left, and the takeaway is, my gosh, we've gotten faster, we've gotten all of this stuff, we have all of this, you know, fill in the blanks, but we've gotten so far away from our true being and what we're here for our purpose we so have and when we look back back to that point i just made with the tv show it just struck me as you were speaking we've got to look at why people are so desperately speaking those seeking those few minutes of fame as well what is it about our society and i guess this is really a a western issue i guess all of all of our countries will come into this Mm -hmm. in some point what is it where we've got to the point where people are so desperate to be seen Mm -hmm. To just be noticed Mm -hmm. that they'll take Mm -hmm. that kind of action. Well, what's happening with all that, uh, Taz, is they lack the authenticity to be who they really are. Something you talk about all the time, I talk about all the time as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I I was um, uh, just got back with you all. I'd like to rejoin the conversation a bit. I stepped away a minute to to eat my yogurt and have my healthy healthy cell. (laughs) Yogurt and your banana. (laughs) I knew you were all doing well. And and, I want to just take a quick sec to remind folks that uh, when you heard in the commercial break, Healthy Cell. They're one of our uh, premier sponsors. I love the product. Uh, don't forget, you go to uh, healthycell.com forward slash out loud and you get uh, the Healthy Cell for our price, seventy nine ninety nine, not the price. i got to put my commercial in there, ladies, because, um, because it's fantastic. I take it every day. You, uh, I, I want to ask you all, uh, Taz, you've got a bunch of tattoos to say. Missy, you got some too yeah. as well. Yeah, you got some? Yes. 
I do. I have I have three, but like Taz, one of mine is kind of joined together. <laughs> now, how, 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 let me uh, forgive my ignorance. Why are they joining together? It's because you're growing older. Your skin is uh, changing. <laughs> you know, the first tattoo I ever had, and it was crazy. The first tattoo I ever had was a seven-hour tattoo, and I have my seven hours. Seven that hours. Is crazy, my right shoulder is is covered in just tiger stripes. And when I first had that, it came out some really deep shamanic work I was doing, some deep journey journey work. It was actually some work to get me past some of the pain and the trauma from the abusive relationship I've spoken about mm -hmm. before. And it was one of those moments where I thought I dealt with it all. And then doing my spiritual work, it all came back up. I clearly hadn't. And I was mm -hmm. working with, for me, what would have been a, a, what I would see as a, one of my spirit guides was was this tiger energy. And that was given to me in the journey. He slapped his paw on my shoulder and he gave me these stripes as protection. And I sat with that for about four years before I dared go and have it tattooed because of all my preconceived ideas and my judgments. But interestingly, when I first had that done, people were saying to me, well, but what are you going to do when, when you get really old, Taz? What, what when you have old skin? You know, and I'd say, well, yeah, it's tiger stripes. If I get really wrinkly, I'll either, I'll either have a a solid orange or a solid black shoulder. <laughs> you know what? I'll just have old skin with a tattoo on it. So what? And what's yeah. it look like now, Taz? Is it, uh, it looks beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful, right? It's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. And every time I look at it, I remember and I feel in a place of... How big of is this? How big is this? How large? Five, six, eight, ten inches? How big? It goes right... It, it curls just over the top of my shoulder and goes right to the center of my spine. Oh, so that's mm. a pretty good-sized oh. tattoo then, love. This yeah. is not a small tattoo. Seven hours, no. I wonder. Okay, all right. Shauna, how, you got tattoos, love, or no? I don't have a tattoo. Um, I have uh, something that was given to me in a vision, and I've I'm, I've worked it out. And so part of my comment earlier was finding less toxic ways to tattoo ourselves is because that's something that I'm looking for. Because of my history with a lot of illness and a yeah. lot of health issues, I'm just not willing to... Um, submit to myself to that until I find something that will be okay with my body. Um, but I have that and, and it's going to happen um, whenever I find that what, place what, to do it. What, what's going to happen? I, I'm not following you. Uh, uh, oh, this tattoo, tattoo that I've, what? yeah, I, I've been given a tattoo, uh, like a, a visual image uh, in a vision that I had and I have um, all the details of it. And so when so I can get find a tattoo, out there, do it. You're, you're going to yeah. get this real tattoo. Okay. All right. So, so yep. you, you will get one some point ahead here. Okay. All right. Yes. So yeah. they're sort of symbolic, you're saying. You get a tattoo for a reason like Taz. I love what you said. You got it because of this big moment in life and it's a memorable uh, moment to think, okay, this is going to remind me of what I overcame and my yeah. fear and where I'm at. I get that. And, and it sounds like, Missy, yours is sort of on the, you did it for a purpose and a reason, and I guess. Or, well, or, or I, you were all drinking one yes. night too much with the boys. What happened there? No, no, no. <laughs> that, the, the one that joined together, I had a fleur de lis, and then when I was in France, I got Liberté. So it was about it was about freedom and liberation. And then when I was in Tel Aviv, because it's a very uh, animal rights aware, vegan aware uh city and i got a vegan tattoo on my wrist because it's it's a huge part of my spirituality is I is see. compassion for all god's creatures yeah, yeah yeah all right cool um so the whole tattoo thing has always been fascinating to me uh nobody has asked me if i have one it's funny they never ask me these questions friends i don't know why <laughs> that is uh, it's very strange with these ladies I can't figure it out. But, i'm kind uh, of assuming you're a clean skin let, malcolm let me that's cute what, now, why would that be, Taz? Tell me, love. I'm just making a massive assumption. 
I don't know. I know but, well, you strike me as the kind of guy that wouldn't feel the need to go and do that. I don't know. Exactly. Am yeah. I right? Am I wrong? I, I, don't, I, I don't have one. Yeah, no, I don't have one. But let me... But you we know, have you figured out. Figured well, out. Well, I'm not sure about that, love. But let's continue that <laughs> conversation. Uh, but let me... So, But you know that, uh, Taz, you know that I have an earring, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. You okay, can so see it very, It's that? glinting at me on my screen right so now. So why do I have that and not, and not, and not a uh, tattoo? Why is that? I don't know. You tell me. Well, I, yeah, you seem to have me figured out, Missy says. So, Missy, why do I have that and not the other? Do you know? Oh, uh, I... You have a beautiful smile. I think the uh, the earring maybe it draws attention to your smile. Maybe uh, it was it was it was something that you identified in a loved one. Maybe you and a friend. I I I don't know, but I don't think you would just flippantly do something. But you could have. I have I have. Um, it's funny, ladies. I wear the diamond, as you see the diamond, which the la- the ladies are always trying to steal the diamond from me because it's a nice diamond, you know. And it's only one diamond. So the good thing about one ear is it's half the cost. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's so with your smile one ear half the cost yeah kind of thing it's good but sometimes <laughs> missy i have these hoops i have like a, a a gold hoop and a silver hoop and those are what i call my 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 well let me just say those are my fu days those are my days when i'm in a mood uh-huh. you know it's like so if i get the hoop on it means i'm i'm a warrior that day you understand the rebellious yeah. it's my yeah and i'll do that sometimes i'll just put the hoop on just to be just well just to be an asshole that day you understand mm-hmm. it's something yeah mm-hmm. I, and a, ple- a pleasant one a pleasant one but so, ladies no. let's watch out when he has the hoop in oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah now so, i love that the, uh, the hoop is symbolic of the asshole it's, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's, right 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 it's my way of rebelling it's like the boob reindeer taj you know it's my yeah, idea yeah. of rebelling against society yeah it's your war paint it, it is my war paint yeah i've been thinking about doing a tattoo actually and i haven't done it for years but years and years ago when i was in my agency business ladies in corporate boardrooms but yeah, I got the earring back many, many years ago because I just felt it was me. It was a, I was a creative guy, visionary, and then, and I started years ago. Like uh, Taz, Taz, you do your hair pink, right? Yeah, pink. You yeah. still do that. I love your color. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I assume you all know that I bleach mine white blonde, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, my, yeah. I mean, you really, my hair would be more of a um, lighter brown, if you will, you know, like a lighter, like a brown beige kind of almost color. Yeah. I guess like yeah. I just have. Yeah. Sure. And so it would be sort of that color, but I, I bleach it white blonde and I, and I, I've started that look like, oh my golly, it's probably been, I don't know, 20 years or something. It's been a long time. I, I wouldn't even know any other look now, you know, because well, it's part of I your have. personal brand mm-hmm. though, isn't it? it? It really is. So what I'm talking about, all of this becomes your personal brand. It really is. Has. That's a beautiful way to look at this. Yeah. But to me, it was a reflection of being a creative guy and a visionary and being unique in the world. It was my unique place to be who I was, being comfortable, because you have to be comfortable who you are. And you've got to be able to look in the mirror and be comfortable with the person you see in the mirror. And that's where a lot of people go wrong, ladies. And back to all of this cultural warrior stuff we're talking about in history, Missy and all that, and then some of the parties and the exposure and all. It really is about being who you are and being comfortable who you are, you know, no matter what, and, and being unique and that person and once you got that down pat golly ladies you can take on about anything in the world i mean nothing else is gonna really mess with you listen i want to poll everybody because i'm thinking about some point in my life i think i need a, a tasteful tattoo at some point but i don't know what it would be of so i want to ask everybody out there to think about the tattoo that malcolm should get and, and i'm going to ask mm-hmm. my my colleagues here taz and shauna and missy to do the same think about what kind of a tattoo. don't tell me now i want you to seriously this is a big big question i want you to think about this and but and- i know I know what it should be. Okay, go ahead. It should be all of our names.
names, right? <laughs> I think it should be all of our photographs in a great big montage. It could be like it could be a version of the Last Supper all across his back, but with all of us sitting there. I love that. You can just do every. You can add on every single season, Malcolm. Yeah. And you know, and you know, I just love you all so so much. And but that would be a little bit larger tattoo than I could probably handle, <laughs> Missy. All right. Well, well you are a boy, so you do have a lower pain threshold, you know. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. But no, I've thought about doing it actually. I don't know why, but you know, sometimes it's just a picture of freedom at the moment, isn't it? You know? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what it is for me, sort of thing. But I think everything tasteful, classy, unique. Mm -hmm. I'm all about that. I love that world. Listen, ladies, it, it's it's been so cool chatting with you today, and I just uh, as we get into this uh, fantastic holiday season, and you know what? I got to share with you all. What, I am really looking forward to 2018. Yes, you me too. Yes, yeah. for sure. And it's going to yeah. be a really fantastic year. We're going to do some really interesting productions in, um, in January on 2018, ladies. And Taz, uh, I want you to bring your, you know, when it comes to a lot of the fantastic work you're doing around the globe and inspiring people and all the, I want you to think about some topics we could cover that are really inspiring that could help bring your yeah. craft to the show. Would you do that for us? Absolutely. I'll yeah. think about it over the break. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Come up with a couple of really unique topics that we can bring into the conversation here. Yeah. And uh, let's, because I, 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 it's, it's time to do a couple of, uh, I really love to do these inspiring productions as well. And uh, not just the reindeer boob thing, although it has been fun. <laughs> <laughs> we may inspire a whole team of women to go out and get reindeer boobs. We yeah, may have inspired a generation with this show. It could happen. Yeah. It could happen. Stranger things have happened. Well, listen, if you have thoughts, ideas there on your end, you know how to reach us. Talk at AmericaOutloud.com. Talk at AmericaOutloud.com. Com. Listen, friends, there's a ton going on here. I got to tell you, the platform is just absolutely exploding. Awesome things are happening. A lot of new developments coming about here with new shows, new productions, new vibes, everything with a brand new year. And we're excited you're here and thrilled. And this show, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure, is just kicking ass, let me tell you. And it is doing amazing because we have amazing co-hosts and amazing production and the group and our producer and everybody. Everything about this show has been just absolutely a gift and outrageous. And it's been awesome to have you here as always with us. Thank you. Shauna Peters, Missy Crutchfield, Taz Thornton. This is Malcolm Out Loud. To be continued, friends. 